0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle.
1: Good morning, Agent Power Huddle crew. Good morning, Haley. How are you? You're on mute. You're going to have to unmute yourself and let's make sure we make Haley a... Mm -hmm. She is a co-host. host. All right, perfect. So yeah. we have Haley here um, from the San Diego Design Collective. Haley, is uh, is your partner Kristen joining us also? Or?
2: She should be. All right, cool. So we, will,
1: we will look for Kristen here momentarily. We got a bunch mm-hmm. of other people joining in. So this morning, we're going back to the world of design because in real estate sales, uh, what something looks like matters, right? It does. Absolutely. We're not just selling big boxes with walls. Um, we threw out a couple topic ideas. I was looking at it. looks like, uh, are, are, we, are we starting with kind of the, uh, the short-term rental and furniture costs and returns? All right, cool.
2: Yeah, we're kind of doing like a furniture rent or vacation rental. Um, we're going to do a presentation on it. And so just to give you guys an idea, whoever deals with vacation rentals or you know, has one or is thinking about or a client that has one, um, just giving you tips and tricks about what to do with that.
1: Awesome. I love it. And I see, uh, let's see, Kristen is coming in here. So if you guys can make San Diego Design Collective a co-host, also perfect. We'll get the camera rolling and audio going there. Um, you guys are able to share your screen and I'll be here to, to to back you up. But this is all you because I'm not an expert on design. That's you guys. That's your world. So, <laughs> yeah, so for any agent watching this, um, whether you deal with short-term rentals now or You're going to have a client at some point that will ask you about them. I almost guarantee it. In the next 12 months, if you're not already talking to clients about it, it's becoming a topic that comes up more and more often right? with clients. So it's something that you should know the basics on, the cost, the economics, and just some design ideas. So I'll turn it over to you guys.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, Let me share my screen real quick because I do have some statistics on a project that we did recently. So let me see here. Um, so we actually worked on a project that was in downtown San Diego. Um, it was some lofts. Um, we did about five units. Um, and I just wanted to run through kind of the numbers on it. So obviously the interior design is really important. Um, you know, it's going to be the first pictures you're going to see. It's going to be what people are expecting when they show up to the space. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure it's well-designed. So, um, with this particular project that we did downtown, um, just a couple Couple other facts um, about short term rentals. 73% of travelers are actually more excited um, when they go to book um, or before they book, before they even arrive. So, you know, obviously the pictures are that important. 73%. That's a huge amount of people. Um, you know, they're going to look at the photos and they're going to book based off of the photos. So, um, with this particular project that we did, um, this is actually it was a short-term rental. Um, you can see it on the left side picture there is the before picture. Um, it's you know dark. It's uh, very, yeah, <laughs> It's very muted. You know, there's nothing interesting to look at. Um, so we we revamped that. Um, we made it like nice and bright and light. We brought in a lot of light colors. Um, just kind of made it a little bit more homey feel. Um, so you know, and then they had zero bookings initially with this dark room, but then they saw a 200% increase once we were done. So the total cost for all these five units is about $10,000. But in the first month, they made $9,000. So they almost paid for our services in just one month. So then the next month, obviously, it's just profit. <laughs> so um, that just kind of shows you like what the difference can be between, you know, furnishing yourself and, and kind of ending up with this maybe dark chair in a dark room <laughs> versus having a professional designer come in and do it for you. And I mean, and the costs are, you know, they kind of wash themselves out at the end. So, um, you know, it, it is some money up front, of course, you know, to get an initial interior designer in and, and get, a, get a project going. But, you know, you cash flow off of this right afterwards. So, um, and then, so we, uh, we saw a 200% increase in bookings um, and you know, that's obviously gonna still gonna progress as long as they hold the listing there. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, if you have a short-term rental, um, this is just um, an, another hotel listing actually. It's right down the street on the same block, literally on the other end of the block. <laughs> um, their listing is for $117 a night. Um, and this uh, loft studio is 99 a night whereas it used to be 39 a night. So, um, you know, I mean, it's still comparable. It actually, you get more space with the loft short-term rental than you do with the hotel room. So, um, and you know, you're paying about $20 less, give or take, so. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you are competing with hotels too. That's also something to keep in mind when you are designing a space, you know, people have the option to book with a hotel or they have an option to book with a short-term rental. So, you know, what is the incentive to book with your short-term rental over the nearest hotel? So, you know, there's also, you know, little things you can think about like gifts or, um, you know, guides to the area, local area you're in, um, things like that. So um, these are just some more before pictures. So you can kind of see this was being listed for $39 a night as a short-term rental. Um, It wasn't getting any bookings. Um, As you can see, photos aren't great. Uh, There's no real color scheme going on. Um, Please, please, please only do white linens. (laughs) Um, Not only because it's sanitary, you can bleach them. Um, They're really easy to care for, but they also photograph a lot better. (laughs) So those are some before pictures and then these are some after pictures. This is kind of what we did with a couple of the lofts after they were done. So we brought in some color, kind of created a little bit of a theme in each one you know the one on the left is kind of like spa like the one in the middle is maybe sort of southwestern the one on the right is maybe a little bit more indian influence with brighter colors and things like that so um and of course we had a professional photographer come in so that's extremely important especially when that's the the choices between either your Amateur photography or someone else's professional photography. It doesn't cost that much to get a photographer in, a professional one. And you know, they they have the ability to lighten pictures, change focus, all that kind of stuff. So um, it definitely makes a room feel different um, versus an amateur photographer, which would maybe not get quite so many bookings. <laughs> so and and this is kind of my next key point was that photography is key. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and if you have any questions, this is our contact info, but we just wanted to leave it open for questions. If anybody has any, um,
1: yeah, I got a quick one. Yeah. So I kind of came in late this, so you're just doing staging just for the photography or this was staging for like, they're utilizing this furniture as as the rental as well.
0: This is the furniture rental. Yeah.
1: So if if I were to book a a stay at this
0: place, it's going to have that same furniture in there to be used. Yes. Yes mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? <laughs> Anybody Does have any a short-term any? rental or
2: thinking about doing one
1: or? It, uh, those of you on camera, or those of you type in the box. How many of you guys have worked with clients that have been looking at short-term rentals? Craig guys, I have. Miles I'm on, has Travis. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm. looking at one to purchase tomorrow. Oh, nice.
2: So <laughs> that, uh, you need some help. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that's i mean this year especially people are going nuts on vacation rentals and, and you can't even find one to book now because everybody's wanting a vacation this year <laughs> the
0: demand is to the roof
2: yeah <laughs> it's pretty crazy so um yeah it's important design is important people are comparing it to hotels now and booking more airbnb style than hotel style now um just based on the look of it yeah, and, and, and of course, post-COVID,
0: there's also some you know, new re- rules and regulations. You know, some hotels still have shared air, which is crazy, considering, you know, this whole COVID thing is supposed to be airborne. So, um, you know, a lot of people are looking into short-term rentals because most of the units are not going to have shared air. So you're definitely going to have a lot of interest if you are interested in starting a new short-term rental. So I got a quick question. He says, so it's $2,000 a unit that you guys just did in San, in San Diego. Now, that's a rental for how long? Uh, it's a short-term rental. So they can book it just one night or they can book it up to, I believe, 28 days. No, I yeah. mean like renting your guys' furniture. No, no, oh, the, that, oh.
1: that was 2000 You guys purchased the furniture. We right? purchased right.
0: it. Okay, so you own the furniture with the two grand? Okay, yeah, so,
1: yeah. so they, they, the, the owner of the unit furnished it at a cost of $2,000 per unit.
0: Yeah, oh. I got, got
1: it okay yeah that, that's just i want to give you guys a rough budget for when we were discussing with uh, with haley and Kristen, right because if you ever if you haven't worked with a lot of short-term rentals if you have an investor or a client who's looking at all right i'm going pr- to purchase this unit what are my startup costs what do i need to factor to get into it i've had a lot of clients ask me, hey should i be doing long-term rental or short-term rental what is the economics behind it well part of the things you have to factor in is your cost to just decorate and design the unit right mm-hmm. and knowing you know you can do it. And how, what size was that unit you guys did for, for 2000?
2: It was pretty tiny. They're like 350 square feet, but okay. they're lofts. So as you can see in some of them, I mean, some of them were two beds. Some of them were, um, just one bedroom. Uh, we try to sleep as many people as we can in each one. That's the idea. And the key. You know, put a sleeper sofa in the living room and make it more, um, room for more people so more people you have more money you're going to make but they're about 350 square feet they're tiny
1: and if they were a little larger extra bedrooms do you think the cost would change much or about the same amount of stuff to spread out more
2: it would we we do have like price sheets and stuff per room and if you want to break down that, we're happy to um, give you that and kind of um, a guide to how to furnish it as well love it
1: out, anything else on short-term rentals guys' questions? Because I all start asking questions in the world of design in general that ties into sales and listings. And I mean, these two are both design experts. So A- any other questions from anyone on here? Or Zach, let me know if anyone has questions on Facebook. We can copy, I can read out to you guys. But um, we have half the audience here, half the audience Facebook. And those of you listening later to the podcast... You can't ask questions because you're listening to a recording, but try, try, find us, type it in the Facebook group. You can. We'll find a way to answer the questions from these guys. Go ahead, Travis.
0: How far do you guys go? Do you guys go like mountain communities like Crestline, like Arrowhead, Big Bear, all that? Yeah, we could. Okay. Yeah, we could do pretty much anything in California. We could probably even go outside the state as well. Um, it just means that we would have to coordinate with a local contractor. Okay. God, I just want to ask that we have a lot of people looking like in the Arrowhead area. so
1: so nice! Oh, nice. Yep. <laughs> love it. All right, anything else you guys want to want to leave before we transition to more to general design ideas? Anything else in the world of short term rentals that people should know for design?
0: I think
1: that just about covers it. Cool. It's short. It's sweet. It's all we need. All right. So let's let's give a few off the top of your head. Let's spend a few minutes giving a few other design tips. Anything that pops into your mind. I'll just put you on the spot. The things that I know. Last time you were on here, we talked about lighting, changing light bulbs. Uh, you know, just basic. Uh, we talked a little bit about rugs. Anything other, just little basic tips that can make our agents look cool when they're talking to clients and be like, oh, well, you could do this and that. Just try moving this over there. What, what would you yeah, throw I out mean, that would be a way to sound, to sound like they knew what they're talking about in the world of design?
2: Yeah, to, you know, like you said in your right break for this presentation, you had something on there saying that, you know, selling your homes quicker, that's what you guys are all about, you know, quicker and for a higher price. And there's just things you can do to increase the price. Um, painting... Is huge. Staging your home is huge. Those are the two things that are going to give you the highest return on your home, on the listing if you're selling. Um, make it a neutral color, light, uh, or paint. Nothing crazy. Um, carpet, we always t- want to remove carpet for the most part if you can, um, and, the, and the seller is willing to do that. Um, just little modifications like that, um, putting new hardware on cabinets if it's old hardware and making it a little bit more updated um and yeah lighting is important as well those are the but painting and staging are the two most uh popular and uh best price return on those two things you can do
0: yeah, the, the reason to remove carpet is not only because it obviously stains, um, but, you know, you have to replace carpet every about eight years anyway, um, sometimes less, depending on where where it's located, how how high the traffic is in that area. But um, it also traps allergens. So, you know, if you are having people walk through your home, especially if you're having an open house, you have a lot of people walking through your home, you're going to get a lot of new dirt, a lot of new chemicals and things in your carpet, probably some more stains. Um, But also if you're just having someone walk through the home anyway, um, carpet traps allergens um, and dust mites and other kinds of nasty things you don't want in your house. So that's why we usually suggest that you take out the carpet and just continue the floor, whether it's tile or hardwood. It's also a lot easier to maintain a hardwood floor. And a quick fix,
2: quick affordable fix for, I mean, um, affordable as you can get for flooring, but LVP is a great flooring to just put in um, luxury vinyl planks. <laughs> yeah, luxury vinyl planks. Um, and it's becoming really prevalent in a lot of homes right now. Uh, and it's durable and it's cost effective. So if you have an area in a home that has carpet like in the living room. I would just tell your clients to shout out if they could and put in z flooring. It makes such a difference.
1: Uh, is there a way for people to ballpark a cost if they're Standing there with a client to know about how much it would cost based on the size of the room to sw- swap out LVP.
2: Um, let's see. I think I did um, just did one, and it was about eleven hundred dollars for about two hundred square feet, or dining in a lit in a living room. Um, so I think the price point. I don't remember what dollar amount it was, <laughs> but. A quick $1,100 is going to make you way more money in
1: the sale in the end. Yeah. I mean, that gives people a rough ballpark. And obviously, it depends on the contractors in your area and for cost of labor to install. But the actual materials are not terribly expensive.
0: Yeah. The materials themselves are about anywhere from like a dollar 50 to like $5 a square foot. Mm -hmm. It's not too much, you know, and of course that depends on what you're, you know, what neighborhood you're in and what your buyer looks like. You know, are they first time homeowners? They second homeowners? Is this like a vacation home for them? You know, those are going to be probably different price points because those are probably likely to be in different neighborhoods.
1: Mm -hmm. Craig, you, you had a question? No, I was just, I just priced this out myself for a different property. So I got the vinyl plank for about four bucks a foot they charging about three bucks a foot to install it so seven bucks yeah. a foot all in is a good rough ballpark Okay, awesome obviously the smaller the room the higher the more cost the bigger the area less you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'm doing about 1500 square feet so nice mm-hmm. and and i don't know if anybody's followed this but i'm assuming the price for luxury vinyl plank has gone up just like everything else in construction materials recently, right? Because of the whole supply chain, everything else is, have, have you guys seen pricing go up for pretty much all materials you guys are using in, in, in these in houses?
0: I've seen a lot of increase in wood materials, not so much in the vinyl material itself. We are seeing longer lead times, but not necessarily a price increase. The price increase is really just around the wood because supply and demand, <laughs>
1: Got it.
0: but um, yeah. And then of course we're having some shipping issues and other things, but um, you know, that, that'll probably correct itself in the hopefully near future here. So we'll be seeing some prices adjust back to normal or what we would consider normal. Cool, go um, on You know, One other thing I think that um, is of note at least is um, countertops, um, you know, whether you're gonna go with like a marble countertop, a granite countertop or like a quartz countertop. Um, I think it also depends on you know who your end, end buyer is. Um, or, or at least what the neighborhood is that's kind of is requesting that. Um, Quartz is really great. It's super durable, um, especially if you've got like maybe a young family or somebody like that, or somebody who cooks a lot, doesn't want to have to clean a lot. Uh, Quartz is a great option. Um, granite's good too. Um, granite's a little outdated now though. So if you are selling, I would suggest probably going with a quartz rather than a granite. Um, just because granite was very popular about 10 years ago, not so popular. Now we're doing, we're seeing a lot of quartz, um, a lot of white shaker cabinets too, especially with these quartz countertops, everybody seems to love those white shaker cabinets. So, um, just something to consider. And then if you wanted to do a marble countertop, it is gorgeous, but it does require maintenance. You know, if you do get anything acidic on it, wine, tomato sauce, anything like that, it can stain. Um, There are ways to remove the stains, but just know that it it is gonna be more maintenance if you put in a marble countertop or something like that.
2: And if you are selling, another really cost-effective, efficient way to change out countertops if they're just god-awful is to do glazing. Um, So a few of the properties I just recently did we glazed the um, bathroom countertops um, and the kitchen sink. And the kitchen sink had a, um, it was porcelain, obviously, but it had uh, dings and stuff in it. And instead of replacing it, they just glazed it. And um, I don't know if you guys know what blazing is. <laughs> um, but it. But it's just a basically a sealer that goes over the countertop and you can pick different colors and stuff. And um, it, it was really effective. I wish I had a before and after picture of, Glazing, but it just made it a little bit more up to date. Um, it made a huge difference as well. So, it's an easy, quick fix for that. You can do it in the bathtub as well. The bathtub has mixed and beans and just doesn't like old crud in it. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, in in the mid-centuries, in the 50s, 60s, even maybe even the 70s, there was a lot of that like fleshy pink color or like a brown color or a yellow color, which are definitely not on trend anymore. Nobody's looking for that. So a lot of people are looking to reglaze them into like a white or potentially maybe even a gray. White and gray seems to be the really popular colors right now, um, but I would suggest going with just white because white is um, easy to clean. Um, it, in, especially in a bathroom, it immediately signifies to your your subconscious that it's clean, even if it's not, um, just because white symbolizes clean, fresh, bright. So um, just something else to consider if you do have an outdated tub and you don't want to replace it, glazing it is, is a pretty cost-effective way to, to change the color.
1: That's a great idea. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then swapping out like hardware and things like that. I think we mentioned cabinet hardware, but even swapping out shower systems. I mean, you can find a shower system for like a hundred bucks now. And I mean, that can make it make all the difference in a bathroom. Just switching out an old shower head, especially if it's an outdated one, switch it out with something new. Black is a very popular finish right now. Most people aren't doing so much brush nickel and chrome, but I mean, those also work. Anything that's up to date would be um, helpful in your sale. Any other
1: questions? <laughs> questions. Anybody on anything. Do you, I'm curious. Do you guys mainly just ignore the design portion when you're walking through the clients? You're like, yeah, that's what else to do. Or or like, do, do you talk about design? Does it come up? The aesthetics on the buyer side, listing side? What, where, where does this part ever come up at all? Or do you guys tend not to touch it as agents because you're like, uh, that's that's the whole reason we have Haley and Kristen here is I want to give you a level of comfort as you're discussing some of these things. I mean, my knowledge of design mainly comes from uh, when I used to flip houses uh, and I don't and I have a limited knowledge of best. Go ahead, Miles.
2: So if uh, I had a seller that was looking to spend very little money, um, what's the one thing that you would suggest for them to do for a listing just to kind
1: of... Give some make give it more attractive.
2: Important. However, those aren't always the most cost cost effective. I guess it depends on the square footage of the home. But if those two things can be implemented, they're going to get the best return on their investment.
1: Say, say the two again.
2: Painting and staging.
1: Painting and staging. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, the initial cost up front. You know. Might be more than what the seller is willing to put down. So you know, even if you can work with their existing furniture as well, um, declutter. That's like one of the biggest things when you walk into a house. You know, you don't want to see personal photos because that immediately tells the potential buyer that it is not their home. So you want to remove those and you want to declutter as much as much as you can. Um, you know, make sure to clean like behind sofas and things like that. A lot of the times people miss that and you'll see a bunch of dust mites and then that just it's its a bad feeling when you're leaving a house and you see a dust mite or something like that, you know, as a potential buyer, it immediately signifies to them that you don't take care of the home. So just those little weird subconscious things that people don't think about all the time. Just something to consider, you know, when you're selling a home.
2: Yeah. And the occupied homes are a little bit more challenging, obviously, than vacant homes. <laughs> um to work with, but, uh, staging it is the same thing. Use their furniture, bring in some other art of, uh, accessories and whatnot, and just kind of shuffle things around because you can really make a home look different by using their own furniture, but just moving stuff around and adding more color or taking away color. Um, it makes a huge difference for the occupied homes for that as well. So don't neglect making it or having a professional come in and make it look like it's, Uh, been staged
1: do you guys run into in this market where things are selling so quickly and maybe by the time you get called in the clients are already on board with staging but do you ever get people who push back in the fact that in this market things are selling quickly it doesn't matter right it's going to sell no matter what do do you you bump into that and how do you guys address that
2: yeah i mean that is I, i there are times when yes the home is going to sell fast and quick right now but Putting a little bit more effort and detail and attention into the home before, I have found that it's been a significant increase in profit. Even if they're going to sell for more as is, um, I think you're going to get at least five to ten to fifteen thousand dollars more if you change the certain things like paint, do the staging, and you know change out the carpet and sometimes.
0: Yeah, especially in San Diego right now. You know we're seeing a lot of multiple offers on on single family homes. Um, I mean, I even saw a listing the other day that had 35 offers on it. Um, You know, so you can, I mean, there's definitely an audience for it. However, all those bids could be 5, 10, even $15,000 more if you just made these minor adjustments within the home. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these people are are putting offers in without sight unseen anyway. So really, they're basing it off of the photos. So um, yeah, I mean, that can definitely increase you know your bottom line all around
2: some people aren't even seeing the homes in person it's all virtual and right. so you have to have the photos and you have to be you know make it shine so that,
1: that that is a really good actually explanation as to why the photos are so important if so many people are looking mm-hmm. at things without even seeing it virtually right how important mm-hmm. the photos are is the staging of the photos yeah i
2: mean zillow is selling them just off <laughs> their site about anything it's crazy
1: I love it. All right. We got a couple more minutes left. If there's any other questions, otherwise I'll let you, Haley and Kristen, think of anything you want to sum up with any last takeaways you want to leave people with. But any other questions from anybody, guys, from the design standpoint? All right. So Haley and Kristen, if you had to leave people with one underlying concept or idea for design that, you know, when they walk in, what would it be? What's the thought that you'd leave agents with if they could take away one thing?
2: um wow there's so many things
1: (laughs) all right our top three that's fine top three
2: (laughs) um make the home look as homey as possible for your potential buyers that's not
0: mine (laughs) yeah i would say you know um don't underestimate the the tiny details you know white linens paint on the walls if you can afford staging, great. If you can't, you uh, know, if it's occupied, just declutter. Um, those would probably be, I think, the biggest takeaways. And that applies for both short-term rentals and, and if you're reselling.
1: Yeah. And, and will you drop your, before we wrap up here, will you drop your phone number or say it out loud, but also drop it into the, the chat box here? Uh, they they want to have contact info if anyone has questions for you guys um, to reach out to you. Uh, will you w- what's the best way to reach you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. 858 uh, 858- six three four zero three one eight is our phone number um but the best way to reach us is by email usually and that's info at sd as in san diego designcollective.com.
2: yeah and craig if you have any if you want a little help and guidance on furnishing your home if you buy one we would be happy
1: to help awesome sounds good thanks so much and one last question from Facebook. We did have uh, Connie Roller who was asking about help with paint colors. I think you did address this somewhat, but do you have any, anything else you want to add with, with paint colors? And I mean, what, what's the best way? And we've only got two minutes, but what, we, we will talk more about paint colors and a whole other We can spend 30 minutes talking about paint colors, but just as basics, what, what, what do you want to leave with paint, with paint colors?
0: Um, light, bright, and neutral. <laughs> so Benjamin, Benjamin Moore's paint color, Simply White's really nice. Uh Rivera Pewter is also a really nice uh, neutral gray color. Um there's agreeable gray is also a good gray too. Um so those are the more popular colors, but um yeah, I would say stick with white and light and bright if you can. Okay, I was just gonna say
1: is is gray still in or is gray on its way out?
0: You know, gray is starting, we're starting to see that kind of go away. Um we're starting to see taupe colors kind of coming in. So um I mean, gray is not really ever gonna go away. It's just not gonna be the hot, trendy color. In the next year.
2: I mean, in a, in a contemporary home, which, you know, I've, a lot of people have contemporary homes these days, gray is going to be the color for that always.
1: We should make a new paint color called Go Away Gray that'll Go actually be white.
2: I just yeah. used a really pretty color from Bear. Um, it's called Swirling Water. Um, it and it's got a little tad of blue in it, but predominantly white with a little bit of gray tones. Uh, and it turned out beautiful. So. It's more of like a beachy coastal kind of color. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I
1: love it. I love hearing people who know design talk about paint colors. It's like going to a good restaurant and having the the server just describe in detail the specials because you get you, people get so passionate about these colors. And I use, right. I just I love it.
2: Right. It can be very overwhelming because there's a, a trillion colors. So no. you don't want to make the mistake of putting.
1: Well, that's why I wanted to ask that question from Connie because I'd rather have you guys answer it because in, in a minute and a half, you just gave us some solid suggestions, which make yeah. life a heck of a lot easier. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: All right, everybody, enjoy your Thursday. Have a wonderful day. Haley, Kristen, San Diego Design Collective, thank you for being here.
2: Thank you. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs>
1: All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Right, bye. bye.